Two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now here are your hosts, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. holiday to all. Welcome in. What's the spread? It is time to talk about, after a brief hiatus, time to talk brief about hiatus, yes, absolutely. just in time for the New Year's Six games. And we also have a lot of good games on New Year's Day uh, and others. So uh, a lot to talk about today. It's an exciting time of year. I know I say that almost every episode because every week that we get to talk about betting, every week that we get to talk about football, every week that we get to talk about sports, it's an exciting time. But this is really where it comes down. All the hard work that me and you put together for for figuring out these teams, figuring out the lines and knowing where we're going to attack, but also hard work that these players put together for them to try to reach the ultimate prize and that's the national championship. But our ultimate prize is to win some money. So Miles, let's go through the games. Let's talk about which teams we like and and where we're going to put our money. Yes, uh, settle in. It's our abbreviated Bowl Mania. Let's go ahead and kick it off with uh, the New Year's Six matchups. Let's start with the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl on Saturday night. Clemson and Ohio State doing battle. This is the game, uh, I think you would tend to agree, that's gotten the most hype out of the two Honestly, matchups. I was thinking about it. This might be the most coveted matchup in the entire history of the college football playoff. This is the most, especially for me, you being an Ohio State fan and really me falling in love with the team through you and two dominant offenses and two dominant defenses. We don't have that every college football playoff in the first round. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, on paper, these teams rank in the top 10 of every single offensive and defensive statistical category. And you think about it, this is probably the first time in the playoff era that we've had three teams... Uh, you know, in in the top four, like last year, there were four undefeated teams, yeah. but the quality was oh, still it's, not it's there. It's way for higher four. now. Yeah. yeah. So these three: Clemson, Ohio State, and LSU. You you can make an argument for any of those guys to win the national championship. Absolutely. So having this matchup in the first round, and it really makes it difficult for both of these teams. It creates maybe the toughest road that we've ever seen in the playoffs. Yes. Because you win this game, and then you got to play the winner of LSU and Clemson. I think that this game is going to start. As a defensive battle in the first quarter, early second quarter, we could see 0-0, 3-0, and then I think it turns into a complete shootout. Just shootout. I, uh, that's how I feel like this is going to go because I feel like after the adjustments are made, uh, it's going to be a slugfest. Oh, yeah. And I think it's going to be a classic either way. Clemson comes in as two-point favorites. The line hasn't moved. I see two points as a pick em. I see two yeah, points absolutely. as a money line. You know where my money's going here. I'm going with Ohio <laughs> State plus two. Never have I been more nervous uh, for a game as a Buckeye fan than I am for this one. And that's because for Ohio State and for the program and for the fans, there's so much writing on this game. The players feel it. Uh, the coaches feel it. This is our chance. I mean, we had that game in 2016 against Clemson and Dabo Sweeney, and both programs very different. Uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, a quarterback for Clemson, that was the year that uh, Ohio State was 11 and 1. They got in without even winning their division. Yep. Really didn't feel like that that we deserved to be there. The, the other night I watched that game for the first time since that night. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have I have not seen that game. It was really interesting going back and just seeing the difference in talent up front. And that was the difference in that game. Clemson's defensive line completely overmatched the Ohio State offensive line. We weren't ready for it. Barrett couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. And that's why I think that this game even though the talent difference for Clemson is is better. Yeah. The, the, overall then, talent. Overall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ohio State is now at their level, I feel yes. like. So, okay. and so now, and, and, and before I go any deeper, I just want to get your thoughts on what kind of game you think this is going to be. I'm I'm anticipating an exciting game. A lot, 
less points than people are going to imagine. I think that it, the the points cap around like fifty six points around. Um, do you want to know my bet, or do you want me to just go ahead and talk about my reasoning and give me, then tell you? Give me your reasoning and then tell me. Okay, so first I was thinking about a lot of things. We have two very interesting situations here. We have two totally, totally different mindsets, in my opinion, coming into this game. You have Ohio State, who's just been annihilating everyone, playing tough teams, winning tough games. They come, they they come in after playing uh, Wisconsin down twenty-one-seven. Then you have Clemson, who struggled at the beginning of the season, and really. People were saying they don't have a, a a tough tough test yet. They but 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 they built up for this. They've been getting better every single game. And you think about you have Ryan Day, new coach, where everyone doubted him before the season started. And we're, we're gonna be we're gonna be completely honest. This is where I think the two teams are very similar. Beginning of the season, everyone doubted Ryan Day. Now, probably like six weeks ago, everyone was doubting Dabo Sweeney. But we had two coaches who really put their teams in the best position to make it all the way. Talk to me. That being said, who are you picking? I'm going with Clemson. There are two reasons, maybe three, why I'm doing that. Number one, Clemson, maybe, I don't want to make it four, so I'll just give you my most important reasons. Like I said, the writing's on the wall. Clemson hasn't played anybody. Clemson's not battle-tested. Ohio State's played everyone. You know what? great coaches do with that they put it on the wall and that's locker room talk that is locker room mementos that they put in the locker room that everyone is counting them out before they step off the bus and Dabo is the best at firing his guys up especially with that rest of y'all stuff that they talk about the Roy bus he's very good at that next yes Ohio State is gonna annihilate them up front whatever anybody wants to say I think a very big factor in this game is the style of football and I didn't even really notice this at first until I was until I heard this and I had to really pay attention to it Ryan Day is a phenomenal coach how he always puts Justin Fields in situations and positions to win Justin Fields never has to win the game and so if I were to pick a two teams who I honestly think are very very equal I would take the more experienced quarterback, the guy who's won it before versus a quarterback who, because this is a terrible analogy. I don't want to say he had the training wheels on. That's No, he played a, a phenomenal. But the style of, of football that he played, the brand of football that he played was smart football. And I don't think there were too many risks taken. So that's just my reasoning behind it. I think two points is a great spot to get Clemson at. Um, but honestly, as a friend, I am not putting money on this game. And I will be <laughs> rooting on Ohio State the entire time. A couple of things to what you said. I, I do like what you said second because I, I I think we can both agree that Trevor Lawrence is the most experienced quarterback. There's yeah. no denying that, especially after what he did last year uh, in the playoffs. Hasn't lost a football game, 24-0. Yeah, uh, pretty impressive. Uh, to your first point, I think you could argue that Ohio State is also playing that underdog role just because the national media, ever since these matchups were introduced, not only is the national media picking Clemson to beat Ohio State and not giving Ohio State a chance, they're picking Clemson to win the whole thing. That was crazy. I when mean, I saw that, I was right? like, wait, wow. You look at, at the, per, the percentages of the media. Everyone's picking Clemson to win the whole damn thing. And it's so interesting to me. We, we, we've never really had a season like this in college football up to this point. Because yeah. the entire year, LSU, Alabama, and Ohio State, they were the stories. Yes. You know, the, you know Oklahoma in there a little bit. Clemson never had a marquee matchup. Yep. So they never had their, their moment to shine. Uh, so I think that you could argue that, that both teams are kind of feeling like they have something to prove. And that's what's going to create such great football on the field. Um, 
I think that Ohio State falling behind in the Big Ten Championship was the best thing that could have happened. Easily the best thing. And, you know, I, I think that that is going to play a factor here. As much experience as Clemson has, uh, you know, just as a program in these championship situations, I think that those tough matchups and those tough situations that Ohio State put themselves in, in a lot of key matchups, is going to make the difference here. Uh, you know, playing Wisconsin at home... Uh, and blowing them out, and then, uh, you know, they had some controversy against Penn State, three fumbles in the second half, big game in Ann Arbor, and then they fall behind in the Big Ten Championship. I think all those things add up. Clemson's coming in here, and they're scary because they're beating all these ACC teams by 30 points, but at the end of the day, this is, you know, by far their toughest opponent of the season. So, I think that that is going to make the difference uh, for Ohio State, that no matter the deficit that they face in this game, they're going to believe that they can win it. That's a good thing. I totally agree with you that both teams can believe they win it. I just was looking at it. The edge for Ohio State comes on the D-line, but Clemson even themselves have a great offensive line. Trevor Lawrence knows how to get the ball out quick. Etienne is a difference maker. You can't load the box against this team because then you have arguably a top three receiving core, Justin Ross, T. Higgins, um, Armani Rogers is healthy now. Like It's scary. And let's talk about that for a second. I think that the running game is going to be the difference here. It's Travis Etienne versus oh J.K. God. Dobbins, a dream you running back matchup. You couldn't pick this. Yeah, two amazing offensive lines. Who God. can control the game up front? Because yeah. I think that Trevor Lawrence and Fields, I think they're both going to get their big passing plays. Yeah. But I'll tell you something right now. I, it, it, Trevor Lawrence in the Clemson passing game by far has the advantage here. So Ohio State's really going to have to tap into J.K. Dobbins in the run game. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to um, be interesting. Either way, like if someone were to tell me I'm I'm betting the house on Ohio State, I'd say not a bad bet. If someone were to tell me I'm betting the house on Clemson, I'd say not a bad bet. That's how evenly matched I think these teams are. Well, and the two-point spread tells you that. Yes. That, and it hasn't moved. So it no. tells me that, yes, Vegas is favoring Clemson. Fair. Uh, but, but at this point, it's two great teams uh, in – the game of the year. Yes. And I'm telling you right now, I cannot wait. I've been dreaming about this game for weeks. It's all I can think about. Uh, so just can't wait to watch him go out there and make it happen. All right. Super exciting. I'm getting flustered. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, move on to what will actually be the first playoff game of the day at 4 p.m. Uh, Oklahoma LSU, number four, number one at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. LSU, uh, the line moved from 13 to 14 points. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and start here. Uh, Oklahoma. Coming in with the playoff experience. Yes. From the top down, the coaching staff, the players, Jalen Hurts, yep. the quarterback. It's For me, their experience in this game, because LSU has so little of it, really uh, starts to even out this matchup a little more than I think experts predict. But the talent level for LSU is so far superior. It's crazy. that That's why we're seeing the 14 points. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and say this. This is crazy to think about that we have a game where possibly both teams starting running backs will be out. Uh, Clyde Edwards, uh, Hellair, Hellair, whatever, how you pronounce it. Even today, they said that he has not practiced. Hamstring injury. Trey Sermons, we already know, is and, Trey Sermon. Yeah, just to interrupt you, quietly, uh, Edwards Hilaire has been one of the X factors in that LSU yes. offense. Uh, uh, first team uh all ACC, all SEC. Yeah, and he he really controlled the ground game against Alabama. I think that is a big difference, a, 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 like a, a, a larger loss than people think. But I do think, it's, especially since it's just a hamstring, I do think he'll be able to give it a go. Jalen, I'm be rooting for you, dog. I know you guys are five and one against the spread in your last six against SEC, but I think LSU is just so much better all the way around 
Because I think LSU will turn will turn Jalen Hurts over a couple times. And I think if they turn him over twice, they're going to score 14 points off those turnovers. That's the push. Now you just need a couple stops, and that's the cover. I like the 14 points here with LSU. I, I'm, it's not too big for me. I mean, you have a team that's 8-3-2 and two against the spread. Let's be real. They're covering games. There's a team who's who's upside down in their spread covering with 5-8, and eight, you know? I originally had LSU uh, when the line was under 14 points, but as long as I'm getting 14 or more for Oklahoma, I'm going to go with Hurts and the Sooners. But here's the key, and you you harped on it. Hurts is turnover prone, but you cannot come out of the gate early and go down 14, yep. 17, nothing. Because that's what happened last year yeah. against Alabama. They were out of the game in the first six minutes. Yep. In a game like this, in a matchup like this, when you know that it's going to be a lot of offensive firepower and you know the Burrow's going to go out there, you got to keep him off the field. You can't go down early. So if I'm Oklahoma and I'm Lincoln Riley, I'm learning a lot from that game plan you had against Oklahoma last year. Yep. And I'm going to uh, use that film and, and that tape because I think it's going to be a very similar uh, opposition that you have here. Uh, but with LSU's defense, they've shown that they can be vulnerable. Yep. Against Georgia, they had a dominating performance, but Georgia's offense... You know, couldn't hit the broad side For of the bar. For me personally, I think that the biggest thing that helps LSU's terrible defense, I think they allow something like 112 rush yards per game. Uh, don't quote me. It's between 112 and 114. I, I don't have it written down, but um, is there's no Trey Sermon. And, and that's a huge loss. Um, I know I know Oklahoma is going to rely heavily on, on Jalen Hurts' legs. But I think that that helps LSU. Also, before I forget this, because I want to get this tidbit out there, this game is hitting the over, whether you like it or not, guys. Yes. 75 and a half. There will yes. be 80 points scored in this game. Yes. Because Lincoln Riley will score. Yeah, I, I mean... I'm, Regardless. Right. And, and I, yes, I'm taking Oklahoma plus 14, but I could see LSU winning this game 56-31. Yeah. I, I mean, there's there's going to be points all over the board. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, so definitely take the over. You know, if, if for me, it, it comes down to... Jalen Hurts, man, this is the moment he's been waiting for. This is the yeah. moment he's been building towards his entire career. He gets another shot in the playoff to prove all the doubters wrong. Could you imagine he wins this game? The last time, the last time a Heisman Trophy winner won the national championship was that Derrick Henry team. So it's been a while. Yeah, we've had a little bit, of, a little bit of time. And for me, I'm giving the coaching uh, advantage here to Oklahoma. Definitely, Lincoln Riley has the coaching advantage. Orgeron does a great job of delegating his tasks. And he's assistant coaches, and he's an amazing leader. But Lincoln Riley is the offensive mastermind in this football game. Do you think that this will be a Lincoln Riley moment where he says, I do not want my team to be known as the outcast? Every year we let Oklahoma in, every year they lose. And, you know, for me, every year Oklahoma has earned their spot. They have. But unfortunately, it just hasn't culminated in a win. And and, and again, I, I bring this game up all the time when we're talking about the uh when we're talking about the game on the podcast is the Rose Bowl against Georgia. Yeah. I mean, that was a game where they they had the win. They, they were did. so close. They looked like they belonged. They, yeah, they, they did. And they proved it that yep. year. And, th- and that's the key. And that's why the committee keeps letting you in because you're earning that spot. But here's the thing, man. If they get blown out back-to-back years by SEC teams yeah. in the first round, and they lose one- it's, it's not a good look. Not even for them, for the entire conference. Yeah. A one-loss Big 12 champion, they're going to think twice about that. Uh, so there you have it. Brad's going with LSU. I'm taking Oklahoma. How about we disagree for both games? Wow, crazy. How about that? Now, so just be clear and let's have a little fun here. In your national title, you've got LSU and Clemson. Yes. I've got LSU, Ohio State. And then I have LSU winning it all. And LSU winning it all. 
Yeah. I've got the Buckeyes winning it all. But but we're not going to talk about that until we get our final matchup. Sweet. Works for me. All right. Let's go ahead and move over into uh, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, which will be on Saturday. Always exciting to see the group of five representative against a talented Power 5 team. Number 17, Memphis. Number 10, Penn State. Penn State, seven-point favorites. Who do you like? I am going to go ahead and take the seven points, get the points with Memphis here, because I can see Memphis winning the game. Uh, yeah, sure. They they have terrible defense. Uh, Mike Norvell's gone. Uh, their D corner, Adam Fuller's gone. Uh, they're neither coaching this game, but let's think about this team. Seven straight wins, and they've played a defensive opponent twice, back-to-back weeks, so they are prepared to score on defenses, and respectively, they scored 20, uh, 29 and 24 points both times they played Cincinnati. Cincinnati with what, in my opinion, a mediocre offense almost beats Memphis twice in back-to-back weeks at Memphis. I don't think they ever had a shot uh, being on the road two weeks in a row and with a mediocre offense. But the fact that they played Memphis that close and that tough, I like Penn State here minus seven with Penn State's defense. But the key for me is the Penn State offense because it's not it's not going to be mediocre in this game. I think Sean Clifford actually has a really good game here with KJ Hamler, Pat Firemuth, too much for the Memphis secondary. And on the other side of the ball, Penn State leading the nation in yards per rush allowed. Kenneth Crazy. Gainwell is the X factor for me. If he can find some space and find a way to control the game on the ground, get some big plays in the passing game, I think that, I think that Memphis can stay in the game, but I got Penn State winning this game by 10 or more. 10 or more, interesting. I I like Memphis as a live dog here just for the fact that I think that if this turns into a shootout, edge Memphis. What do we got next? Let's go ahead and move over to the Capital One Orange Bowl, number nine, Florida, number 24, Virginia. Florida, 15-point favorites in this one. Uh, Bryce Perkins is the entire Virginia team, and he proved against Clemson that it's just not enough. I see Bryce Perkins running for his life for four (laughs) quarters in this one. I'm taking Florida minus 15. I'm hammering it, Miles. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever taken Florida in a big game on this podcast With ever. That, that many points, too? And that many it's points. It's crazy. I think Florida wins this game 40 to 14. I, I, I just, I, I just don't think Virginia has a shot. Yes. I. Oh, my God. Florida's best DB is not playing um, Henderson, but whatever. Who cares about that? Florida's great all around, especially when you compare it to a one-dimensional team. This Virginia team... Kind of disappointed me this year because they had so many opportunities to prove that they were legit. But all it takes is a little pressure on Bryce Perkins and you have equalized that Bryce Perkins rush threat. He's not a great passer. I don't I don't think they stop Kyle Trask. I think Kyle Trask throws for 253 touchdowns. I was just about I mean, to uh, say that. Two touchdowns. Yeah, I was just about I, I think Trask has no problem finding open receivers all day. The Virginia yep. defense has shown that. Uh, they've had a great year, but they're but they're not there yet. They're they're only in here because the Orange Bowl needed an ACC representative, yep. uh, and the and the fifteen point spread shows that. I I, I just hammer this one. Yeah, I'm thinking like the twenty three to twenty eight point yeah, victory. Because for me, I could see a zero on the board for Virginia for a long time. Yeah, I I, I think that they're going to struggle just to get past the fifty. And this is pretty much a home game for Florida because you know all Florida fans are traveling down to Miami. Yeah. Five-hour drive, I think. There's a lot of hype behind the Florida program right now. This is not a disappointment for them to be back in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Absolutely So they're they're coming in full throttle here. Throttle here. Okay. Let's go ahead and move over into my favorite game of the year, the Rose Bowl game. New Year's Day. Great matchup here. Number six, Oregon. Number eight, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, three-point favorites. This game is crazy. We have two 
elite players going against each other and Jonathan Taylor and Justin Herbert. I think that this is Justin Justin Herbert's opportunity to play against an elite defense and rise on the draft boards. I know he he's cemented a first round right now. I am going to go Oregon plus three in this game. Might take Oregon money line. The way they dismantled Utah. My God. That is that, that was enough for me to want to take them in this game. You already know who I'm taking. I'm going with Wisconsin minus three. And I'm not, in, I'm not going with Wisconsin here. I'm going with the Big Ten. Wisconsin is more battle-tested coming out of the better conference. And they looked really good in that, f- at least first half, <laughs> against Ohio State. There's no doubt, Brad, that, that Oregon performance against Utah, it, it, it was one of the most impressive performances yeah, of the entire year. But on the other side, I, I see the Oregon team that lost to Arizona State. But then again, I see the Wisconsin team that lost to Illinois. Yeah. So we got two teams here who... Uh, have have shown that they can play their worst game, or or, or they can easily it's play their honestly best. Honestly, about who shows up, and if Kevon Thibodeau plays, will be another big uh, indicator of how the game's going to go. Uh, he leads the league in sacks, I believe. Um, if he does not go, that's that's a huge loss for. for oh it, yeah, it's a big loss. I mean, so. it, uh, Jonathan Taylor is is, is going to be you know it, it, for me this is basically you know. As it usually is, it comes down to Wisconsin's running game with Taylor, and then it yep. comes down to how well Herbert can uh, go against the Wisconsin secondary. So, but but also watch out for Jack Cohn for Wisconsin because he he's really come on. He's he's really developed as a passer. Getting Looks better, really good against the Ohio State secondary. Uh, I I really like a defensive battle on this one. Uh, low scoring, uh, coming down to the wire. So I think Oregon wins this game by double digits. Oh wow. Call it a hot take. What is going on here? What what? Uh, so what do you what do you see as far as uh, what Wisconsin is lacking to match up in this game? I see Wisconsin having to rely on Cone after they get down early. It's just it, it's just one of those things where the style of play is so so different. Even even if you think about the style of play when you when you talk compare it to the Ohio State game, how they played so well in the first half, Wisconsin will have to keep scoring points and. Generally, at the beginning of the year, when they kept scoring points early in the season, is because they were. It's because they were up. Yeah, they were up. So, all right, we just can't agree today. Let's go ahead and round it out here uh, with the New Year Six All State Sugar Bowl, number five Georgia, number seven Baylor. Georgia open around seven and a half point favorites. They're down to six. I'm going with the SEC again here. I'm hammering Georgia minus six. Uh, You know, originally uh, when this matchup was first announced, just like last year, because I picked Texas uh, to beat Georgia last year in the Sugar Bowl. Um, originally thought it was going to happen again, but you know what? I think Georgia comes back in here. I focused, ready to go, ready to get a win on the dock. Uh, just, just to end the year on a high note. Um, I, I'm agreeing. It's been a rough year. 100% for agreeance with you. I love this six a lot more. I had them before, before it dropped. I'm taking Georgia here. I just think they're a better team than Baylor, better conference, better offensive line. The, the problem with Baylor is they, they, they struggled to score against Oklahoma. You have an elite defense, right. especially when you have uh, Brewer going to try to run the ball against the number one run defense in the country. Not happening. I think Georgia wins this. I don't care if their best tackle is out for draft prep. DeAndre Swift is really the difference maker on offense. He's playing, so it's going to be a good, clean Georgia win covered by at least six or more. I love it. Me too. All right, let's play a little rapid fire. Let's uh, go on back to uh, Saturday, December 28th. We're going to the Camping World Bowl right here in Orlando. Number 15, Notre Dame, three-and-a-half-point favorites against Iowa State. I am going with the Fighting Irish here. Notre Dame impressed me with blowout wins against Navy, 
Boston yes. College and Stanford to end the year. Uh, this is a quarterback battle for me. Ian Brook, Brock Purdy facing off. Uh, Iowa State extends Matt Campbell uh, to another contract extension. Yeah, I like kudos, it. Kudos, kudos. Uh, listen, I'm just going to go ahead and be frank here. I did not realize Brock Purdy was having such a phenomenal season. I did not give him credit where credit was due. Although I'm taking Notre Dame with minus three and a half, and Notre Dame eight and four against the spread this season, scoring 37 points per game while only allowing their opponents to score 18.6. But Brock Purdy all season, I've been dogging him. Brock Purdy finished top 10 for throwing yards this year with 3,764 yards. He did it with all the, because I was not the only naysayer. A lot of naysayers, but kudos to him. But God, they finished the season terrible. Two and three in their last last five. One and four against the spread. Like, those are numbers against, when you have a team who's coming in blowing out teams versus a team who's limping in, that just spells a blowout waiting to happen. Iowa State. Uh, dark horse pick to win the Big 12 before the season started. I think they were one year away. Yeah. So I think I think that w- with uh, Purdy coming back next year in Iowa State, uh, continuing momentum with one of the best coaches in the country, uh, watch out for Iowa State next year. Okay, let's go ahead to the first responder bowl, Western Kentucky, Western Michigan. Western Kentucky, two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm taking Western Michigan plus two-and-a-half. They're running back, Levante Bellamy, 23 rushing touchdowns on the He's year. Beat. My man by himself. In 2019, so I will take the Broncos. I can't find my notes, but I don't care. I already know where this game is at. I already, I'm taking Western Kentucky. Reason being, for Western Kentucky, they lost their quarterback in September, and that could have been a chance for this team to fold. But no, Ty Story came in. He, he didn't have that great that great of the first two games, but as the season started wrapping, you started to see him having games where he was completing over 75% of his passes, throwing for 250-plus, multiple touchdowns, and they have the a 20th-ranked, top-20-ranked defense. I think that's going to be enough to stifle the great rushing attack for Western Michigan. So give me Western Kentucky. I think it's weird that we are not agreeing on any games. So I hope <laughs> neither one of us goes perfect. Or that would suck. All right, moving on. Uh, the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. This is Mississippi State versus Louisville. Louisville, Louisville, favored by three and a half. And the reason I say that is because I am all over Mississippi State plus three and a half here. Louisville coming in with the 115th ranked <laughs> rushing defense in the country. They allowed 517 rushing yards to Kentucky in the regular season finale. I like Kylan Hill, the Mississippi State running back, to go off. Uh, give me the three and a half. Surprised that Kylan Hill was going to play. Story that broke this morning. Mississippi State's star quarter, starting quarterback is out due to hurting his eye at a fight in practice. And uh, Tommy Stevens is going to get the start, but it is not about the quarterback here. It is about how awful Louisville is at running at, at rush defense. And you have Kylan Hill, who I'm surprised he's even playing in the game. And when I looked up notable uh, non-starters, he's playing. And I, I think they're going to rush the hell out of him because he's probably coach. I'm going to play, and I'm going to play hard. I don't think Louisville can stop nothing. Give me Mississippi State. All right, Red Box Bowl here. California and Illinois. Cal, six and a half point favorites. I'm going with the Big Ten, taking Illinois plus six and a half. They rank third in the country in takeaways with 28. So if they could just get a couple, I think that they can do enough to stay in the game and cover the six and a half. But I've got a Cal win here. Miles, we are in greens for two straight All right. games. I'm going Illinois. Illinois has done phenomenal as underdogs this season. 8-4 against the spread. Cool, I like it. Who knew they would be bowl eligible right? this year? Congratulations. Don't think they win the game, but 6.5 is, is is enough for me to take. So, Alright, let's go ahead and move over to New Year's Eve. Got a couple good ones here. Let's just do a little rapid fire. We got Virginia Tech and Kentucky. Virginia Tech 
favored minus three. Uh, I was saying this is my biggest coin flip of the bowl season for me. Uh, couldn't really decide which way I wanted to go. However, I think Kentucky is too one-dimensional. They don't throw the ball. And I think the Bud Foster, in what is going to be his final game, finds a way to get it done. I like Virginia Tech minus three. Bang, bang. I'm in agreement with you as well. I, I Almost the words out of my mouth, can they? Virginia Tech has proved enough that they can stop one-dimensional teams who rely heavily on the run. So I think Virginia Tech gets the win, gets the cover. All right, uh, Tony the Tiger, Sun Bowl, Florida State and Arizona State. Arizona State favored by five and a half here. What do you think? Arizona State's best wide receiver is out. Cam Akers is out for Florida State. But I think Cam Akers was so much of that offense to where I'm taking Arizona State. Florida State is awful. Like, they, they're bad, bad. They're struggling. Uh, I also like Arizona State here. So, uh, ding, let's go ahead and have uh, have another one there where we, go. we are in agreement. Uh, FSU's defense is just struggling, man. God, it's, man. Uh, uh, Mike Norvell was a home run hire for them, there's yes. no doubt, but he's, he's got a lot of work to do. All right, let's go ahead to the Liberty Bowl. Number 23, Navy, coming off a big win against Army, uh, going up against Kansas State. Kansas State favored by a point here. I'm going with Navy and quarterback Malcolm Perry, who just ran for 300 yards against Army. Look for a big performance from him. Navy controlling the clock. I like Navy. I'm going Navy as well. My exact thing. Malcolm Perry, watching him play football is is amazing because don't let him get any space. If you get Malcolm Perry in space, he's going to destroy. And he's a quarterback. Listen, I know he's a running quarterback, but he get him in space. It's 10 yards every time. And that's the problem with the wishbone. When they played against Army, they didn't play your your typical give it to your um your first your first guy on the back first guy on the left. It was fullback dives and and speed options quarterback keeper. That is not your typical wishbone offense. Right. It's because you have Malcolm Perry. All right, let's go ahead and move over to the Arizona Bowl. Wyoming and Georgia State. I think this is a, a mismatch here with Wyoming seven point favorites. I'm going with Wyoming. Georgia State ranks 116th against the run in the country. I think they're lucky to be in a bowl game. And uh, from a conference perspective, I think the Mountain West much deeper than the Sun Belt. So I like a mismatch here. Taking this is going to be one of those things, uh, one of those games where you see it with the Conference USA, where where people start to say, "What's the point of having bowl games?" Like the Sun Belt's okay, Conference USA is okay. They have solid teams, but when you have teams that that are just that much better. It's just unfair. Georgia State's happy to be at a bowl game. They're ha- the, the players are happy to be at a hotel all week. In Arizona. Free food. Yeah. Doing, going to free shows. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Wyoming is going to win this game. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and move over to the Alamo Bowl, which is always provides a great matchup. This is number 11, Utah, against Texas. And Utah is six and a half point favorites. Got to go with a bounce pack performance going here. Going with the bounce pack as well. Uh, totally surprised that. Moss and Huntley are both playing, especially since Moss is going to be a, a top 10 running back taken. Um, you would think that Zach Moss would not want to play, especially seeing what happened to him last year in September. But I'm taking the six and a half points there. I thought this was a typo when, when I saw it, but I, I I guess I should have known. Texas ranks 127 against the pass. I mean, oh my that God. is just awful. I don't care what conference you play in. You are Texas. And you're ranking 127th against the pass. Awful. Air quotes, Utah, DBD, uh, DBU. Right. right. Uh, garbage. Utah, I think, will be focused uh, after their surprising loss to Northwestern last year in the Holiday Bowl. So I'm all over Utah minus six and a half. All right, let's go ahead and move over to New Year's Day, starting with the Citrus Bowl. Number 14, Michigan. Number 13, Alabama. Alabama, seven-point favorites. I want to hear what you have to say first. Alabama minus seven. Oh no, <laughs> that's that's what I have to say. I went on the other side. Um, You're taking Michigan. I took Michigan. Got it. I I I got to hear why. 
I mean, both are going to have players sitting out of this one. Yeah, uh, Michigan has no players sitting out. Zero? Um, yeah, I checked again today, confirmed, and they they all met, met together. Um, if Najee doesn't go for Alabama, that eliminates the run game. Uh, Terrell Lewis, our best pass rusher, out. Our best cover corner, Trayvon Diggs, out. I think Alabama wins this game, but they win a three-point game. But also, beware, Michigan. Alabama travels really well. There are going to be so many Bama fans at this game. It's going to be cra- it's going to be just like the Citrus Bowl when Michigan played uh, Florida. Florida, yeah, yeah, that was a big one. All right, uh, let's go over to Tampa on the same day. The Outback Bowl, number eighteen Minnesota, number twelve Auburn. Uh, we have an eight point spread here for Auburn. I know it's moved a little bit, but even with the eight point spread, I'm taking Auburn, and here's why: Minnesota had a chance to win the division early in a game against Iowa, but the reason that they weren't able to get it done is because Iowa's defensive line completely dominated Minnesota up front. I see the same thing happening here for Auburn, so I'm taking them with the eight points. I'm taking Auburn. Uh, Derek Brown's playing. Auburn's just way better defensively, and then they proved against Alabama, although it was a banged-up defense, not the best defense, that they could score points, um, and they proved that they can hold explosive quarterbacks and offenses uh, a little bit under uh, versus that performance versus LSU. So. All right, down the stretch here, we're going to the Birmingham Bowl. Boston College, number 21, Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati favored by seven here. Uh, I think this is a complete mismatch. I, I I think a healthy Desmond Ritter here throws for 303 scores. Uh, UC defense contains A.J. Dillon and taking the Bearcats. Wait, A.J. Dillon said he's not playing. Oh, well, then there you go. That's even better. That's even better. When you have a one-dimensional team, which Boston College is, and a team who proves that they can get annihilated versus a good defense, Give me Desmond Ritter. Even if Desmond Ritter is not healthy enough to go, the backup has proved that he's he's pretty solid. Um, I just don't I just don't think that Boston College deserves to be on the same field as Cincinnati. Give me Cincinnati minus seven. All right, the Gator Bowl, Indiana and Tennessee. This is a pick'em, and because of that, I'm gonna go ahead and take Indiana. Uh, they had one of their best seasons that you could argue in school history. Uh, great offense, uh, very competitive against Penn State in Happy Valley. I like Indiana here. I'm going with Tennessee, and it's not because of the SEC. I freaking could care less about Tennessee, especially since Jeremy Pruitt was a little coward and went to go coach for them. But I just like the way Tennessee ended the season. Uh, they're starting off losing a big game. Losing not a big game, but a big upset uh, to start the season. They ended up in our bowl eligible. They won like five or six straight games. Kudos to them. Hats off to them. I think they win another game here. Um, it's just the Tennessee faithful are, are, are saying enough to me to make me want to bet on them. All right, famous Idaho Potato Bowl, uh, Ohio versus Nevada. Ohio six and a half point favorites. I'm taking the Bobcats. I have been torn on this. This is a game I, I won't bet. I'm taking Nevada because Ohio State sometimes can go out there and, and, and destroy a team. You mean Ohio? What I say? You, you said Ohio. State. I'm still used to talking about Ohio State. God, it's, Ohio I Bobcats. People do that. I know. <laughs> well, actually, no. I, I I hate when people call us Ohio. That's probably worse. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ohio, I could see them winning this game by double digits, but I also see them losing to Nevada. So I'm going to take Nevada and just take the points. All right, Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Southern Mississippi, and Tulane. Uh, I like Tulane here. Uh, they're favored by seven. Uh, Tulane ended the season with a really tough stretch of games against Temple, UCF, and SMU. Uh, Southern Miss ended the season with a highly uninspiring performance <laughs> against, against FAU. So I will go ahead and take the more talented team in the Green Wave. I'm taking Southern Miss here. Um, Tulane's very good, but uh, and their quarterback, man, he's going to be a, a true star next year. Uh, I've grown to think that FAU is a lot better than people were giving credit for. So give me Southern Miss. 
All right, Lending Tree Bowl, Louisiana versus Miami, the MAC champions. Louisiana favored by 14, and it's for good reason. Yes. I think Louisiana blows out the Red Hawks Easily. here. Yeah, their they're offense averaging 500 yards a game. Uh, Miami is, I, I don't know how they stumbled into a MAC championship, uh, but they they did. Props to them. Uh, but this is not this is a mismatch. I just see this game going like this. Louisiana scores a touchdown. Quick touchdown. <laughs> Miami tries to run the ball. They get one or two first downs punts. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Scores a touchdown, but already they're down 35-7. All right, and there is your abbreviated Bowl Mania. Uh, Saturday, December 28th, the college football playoff. Uh, it is my favorite day of the year. Whether or not, it doesn't matter who's playing in it. It's exciting, uh, exciting, It's exciting. always exciting. It, it, it's going to be interesting uh, to see if this thing uh, you know, gets extended to eight teams. Uh, oh, it's, I think it's 2021 or 2022. Down the road, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're 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 definitely locked into an agreement here. But the reason I bring that up is because at the end of the day, I I think we have it right right now. Yes. Uh, because even with the four teams, you really only get two or three that that can win, actually yes. win the title. I think eight is almost a waste of time. It's kind of like one of those things where you're saying eight just so the other teams don't feel like they were left out. Yeah. Like think about like when we go down, we look at the list. They might win one game, but you have to win what three games to make the championship unless we do a bye. Then you have to win two games to win a championship. I don't think the bottom half of that eight is capable. Yeah, and I I think with the level of recruiting and uh, just the, the 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 high level of of the blue bloods in college yep. football, I, I just wouldn't see an eight or a seven or a six or a five ever winning the title. Yeah, um, you know it happens in college basketball because it's just a it's a completely different game. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can go out there for 40 minutes in college basketball and, and you can, I mean, look at uh, Loyola Chicago. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think you would have something like that, you know, even with, uh, let's take UCF last year and yeah. Milton doesn't get injured. And l- l- let's say they're in, or let's, let's say it's an 18 playoff, yeah. right? That UCF team is not going to win three games. No. It, it, it just won't happen. Not a chance. Um, you know, so this is uh, again why I, I stress. You know, give me the group of five and give me their own tournament. Uh, if they really, really want to expand it, do playing games for all I care. But don't waste my time and make a good team have to waste their time against uh, an eight seed. Sure. All right, next week, uh, wild card weekend. That's, let's get it. That's gonna be fun. And then before we know it, we'll be doing our two early top ten. Oh <laughs> baby, let's get it, guys! Thank you so much for listening to What's the Spread. Be sure to download the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, however you get your podcast. However you get your podcast. But listen, check this out. Do us a favor, rate us, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Have a great holiday season, and I hope you guys win a ton of money.